1: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad.
0: Well, happy Friday to all of you. What a gorgeous day in the city of Edmonton. Beautiful day. Not so beautiful when you talk about the sports world and COVID-19. My, oh my, it was a rough, rough day. The Toronto Blue Jays had a positive case of a player. It's in the, it's on their top 40 roster We don't know who it is, but their uh, spring training complex in Dunedin, Florida, has been shut down. The Phillies, who are in Clearwater, they're about five miles from Toronto, had five players, three staff members testing positive for the virus. In the uh, on the PGA Tour, Nick Watney had to withdraw from the RBC Heritage. uh, felt didn't feel so well this morning, and then had a test and found out that he tested positive. For the virus, so he and myself isolate for at least ten days under the PGA Tour protocols. He was playing with uh, Luke List and Vaughn Taylor. And Vaughn Taylor, you can tell him his in this clip in, in his voice, he is absolutely shocked.
1: I was a little shocked to be honest. Um, heart started racing, got a little nervous. So um, you know, just hope Nick's doing well, and um, you know, we get through this. So that means
0: contract tracing, uh, contact tracing has to take place. So Taylor has to be also tested, list the caddies, anybody else, driving range, greens, wherever, that has to take place. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, they shut down their facilities uh, yesterday. Five team employees, now it's been rumored the three players are among these employees. Uh, tested positive for the virus, the lightning facility has been shut down. There is a hot rumor out there that Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs has has tested positive and is self-isolating in uh, his home in Arizona for the next 14 days. But the Toronto Maple Leafs will not confirm that the nhl has confirmed however that since phase two began on june the 6th there have been over 200 tests and 11 positive cases of players they are not named uh the nhl players are not named at all so uh a positive development we talked about it yesterday the fact that the uh, federal government has relaxed the quarantine rules and this is uh this is big time huge Uh, the fact that the uh, hub cities that are bidding in Canada, Edmonton, Vancouver, Toronto, uh, they're allowed to have a cohort quarantine, but Christia Freeland, who is the Deputy Prime Minister, says you must adhere to local health authority and their protocols.
2: I want to emphasize that it will be very important for the NHL and for players uh, to continue to work very closely with public health officers and to follow all of their instructions.
0: We could know who the hub cities are probably in a week, maybe a bit longer. The NHL is taking their time. And the players say Major League Baseball has told uh, the union that they will not play more than 60 games during the 2020 regular season. It has been absolute debacle, Major League Baseball, the negotiations between the owners and players. Good evening. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins to the final night tonight. This was supposed to be week two of the CFL season. Tomorrow we should have had... The Edmonton Eskimos at home to the Ottawa Red Blacks. and tonight it should have been Solomon Ellemimian and the Saskatchewan Roughriders at home at New Mosaic Stadium in a in a great atmosphere against the Montreal Alouettes. But sadly, Solomon, that's not happening. Uh, welcome to Inside Sports. Uh, how you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me.
0: Nice to have you uh, aboard here. Now we do this is a standard uh, greet or the way we start interviews here. Tell us. Where are you? How are you and your family doing through this uh COVID-19 pandemic?
1: Uh, thanks for asking. I'm actually in Vancouver. Um I'm you know doing good. Family's doing well. Uh most of my family uh, pretty much stays in the state, so everybody's doing good right now and um th- you know that's a blessing um given, you know, a lot of uncertainty uh, around the world and um you know obviously with the, with the COVID pandemic, but also with the you know, Black Lives Matter movement, um, you know, everybody's doing good. So thanks for asking.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the, uh, the labor situation between uh, the CFL and the Players Association. We'll do that in a little bit. But you mentioned the Black Lives Matter movement. It has been uh, in the news cycle for the last, what, three, four weeks since the, the, the tragic death of George Floyd and you know this is a big day today because it's juneteenth and in back in 1960 or 1865 on this day slavery ended in a very important moment in black history and i'll tell you what solomon um i i i I knew about this day but obviously it goes kind of in the back burner but i think it just shows for myself and I, and I hope a lot of people say the same thing i need to be better in learning more about black history and learning more about uh the black lives matter movement and we all got to step up our game i think we all do but uh th- this is a very important day in black history and we got to honor it properly in my opinion
1: and i, I think you kind of you know you, you kind of said it best you know a lot of you know a lot of um you know important histories things that really aren't taught to us and you know, I think people are demanding that, you know, awareness and information, you know, reaches people. So, you know, we can understand the significance of a day like this, you know, Juneteenth, and, you know, the, you know, a lot of good things that, you know, black people have, you know, done for, you know, America and Canada, right? There's a long history, you know, past slavery that a lot of, you know, a lot is not brought to light, And I think a lot of people are, you know, bringing it to light. I see a lot of companies, a lot of um, NFL, NBA teams are, um, you know, doing right by Juneteenth and bringing it to light and, you know, honor it, honor it, it the, way, the way it should be.
0: And that brings me to my next uh, point or question here to you, Solomon. Are, are you seeing more of a movement in the direction of that we have to end the racial and social injustice much more than we ever have before that we're taking it more seriously we're not going to stand for it anymore are you starting to see that this is starting to be attacked more i don't know if attacked is the right word but you know what i mean yeah. that we need to yeah. take this seriously and we need to get rid rid our world of this stuff
1: 100 uh, you know it's it's everywhere and that's a good thing because you know before it was just black people protesting minorities protesting now you know the great thing it's young people it's people from all races saying you know what this is affecting our society. This is not the world that I want to live or raise my my kids in. And we all have a part. It's not just the, you know the black the black person or the the brown person. It's everybody has a part to play. And then in you know systemic racism. And, and the the crazy part is how deep it goes. You know, goes past police brutality. You know, you have the criminal uh, court system, and obviously you know the you know education. There's it's really deep rooted in... You know, the things that Malcolm X and Martin Luther King were talking about about in the 60s, you know, the change is not happening fast enough. But one thing I am seeing is people are calling for a change. And, you know, it's all about creating actual items and avenues where people that want to help can effectively help to uh, affect change and rid our world of uh, systemic racism.
0: And that's the one good thing about the Canadian Football League is it's always been an inclusive type of league of course diversity of strength is one of the big uh, big uh, programs and slogans and and they're living by it as well and it's not perfect but i think overall that it seems that the cfl really gets it when it comes to the inclusion part of of the league
1: yeah i think there's a um, opportunity but more you know frankly there's an obligation um you know to bring, uh uh this issue of um you know, systemic racism to light, and I think the players have a role to play in that. I've had some good talks with uh, Randy, um, you know, last couple weeks of how the players can lead initiative and create sort of a, a grassroots movement and different programs that the CFL would support. So from that standpoint, you know, I'm positive that we can create something that's um, sustainable and something that, you know, really affects change in, in a way that we're all proud of.
0: Solomon Lommen joining us from from uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Roughriders he's the middle linebacker he's also another important role in within the Canadian Football League as he's the president of the CFL Players Association joining us tonight on 630 Chad Inside Sports. Okay we had Ryan King on the show who's on the uh, executive board on Tuesday and uh, it seems like a lot has happened since then, Solomon. Uh, you actually got a phone call or an email or something from the from the league saying, okay, let's talk. Uh, what's the latest as far as uh, when meetings are going to start and when you get down to brass tacks here and trying to play a 2020 season?
1: Yeah, so we, as you noted yesterday, we had uh, formally been invited uh, through an email letter um, to join in the CBA uh, negotiations to work with you know, the, their COVID uh, recovery plan that will deal with 21 uh, and beyond. You know, our focus is um, 2020 season and making sure that, you know, there's a decision made so our players can find uh, certainty. So I, I, I think that um, early next week we, we'll have some, you know, initial initial talks with the CFL to understand what uh, the proposal is, understand what direction they would like to, uh, you know, to go. Obviously, we have an idea, but until something is, you know formally put down it's just bad an idea
0: and it's a chance for you i believe uh, and correct me if i'm wrong uh to actually table out what you have because you have been it's not like the pa's been sitting there waiting for communication and saying okay well tell us what you got you have you have some ideas as well that hopefully you'll get a chance well you will get a chance to express am i correct
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we've been, you know, thinking, and we've been putting some things down on our side, um, and we have some really good ideas to bring value to CFL and to bring value to our members. We we do believe that our members are an important part of the CFL, and I think for so long we haven't felt the partnership that um, you know, that, you know, that should be there. Um, And you know what, I think it is important focus that we do currently have a CBA, um, and you know until. Um, that's changed, you know, we, we're currently operating on the on the CBA, but, you know, it doesn't run, run out until um, uh, 2021, at the end of 2021 season.
0: It seems like a delicate balance to me that, you know, and obviously – I think all sides want a 2020 season if it's feasible, and it's not going to be easy if you don't have fans in the stands or if you're, you're going to have limited fans in the stands. If if, if the decision is not hub cities, if it is play yeah. in your own parks, um, that's a, a, a huge revenue generator for the league. And even though they probably need to rethink how they – generate revenue, that's probably never going to be uh, a factor that goes away. It will always be a gate-driven league. Um, hub cities are expensive. Uh, there's there's a lot of things that, that have to be considered here. Is it a tough balance to see, you know, you, you have to weigh playing, trying to play in 2020, but like you said, 2021 is another factor as well. So yeah. is it a tough balance to make sure that this season is viable, but make sure beyond this season is viable?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing is making sure that, you know, if a 2020 season is possible and more importantly, it's health and safety. That's number one priority. If it's safe and if if we get the green light from health officials, then, you know, the indication I've received as president is our players do want to play a 2020 season. And, you know, reasonably, you know, they love the game. Um, And, you know, also a lot of our players haven't been paid since, you know, uh, last November. So. Mm-hmm. um you know I think the health and safety is the number one thing and you know I think from our end is the communication part of, of things and you know we feel like we can we if we, you know there's things that we can work through right now that you know uh will will, will lend us to a better result if we do get the green lights from the health and safety officials but certainly we want to work on it um there's things in the 2020 Cba that would have to be amended and those are um talks that we look forward to having
0: how do you handle And we're joined by Solomon Elamemian, who's middle linebacker for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and president of the CFL Players Association here on 630 Ched Inside Sports tonight. Um, you know, there's a lot of frustration from your membership. Uh, there's a lot of players that want to know the plan. And I will say this too, that when Randy Ambrosi released his statement yesterday, uh, I think there was a lot of players that said, okay, thank you, thank you very much. It was very appreciative. But there's still a lot of players that are upset. And, you know, Ryan King, I thought, you know came out on tuesday on this show and you know was uh was very uh you know i think he he had a good balance of you know th- being frustrated but being also realistic and being hopeful as well uh we saw john bowman i read an article today in the montreal gazette about and he was a bit stronger and that's how john usually tends to speak <laughs> is a little bit more direct but uh you know he says a lot of things within the league have to be changed but how do you how do you handle as the president? Uh, you're not muzzling anyone, but is there kind yeah. of like a balance you have to seek for uh, for your membership to well, well, balance? I, 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 Don't want to get think, too frustrated, but you want to you kind of what? stay a little bit kind of even keel?
1: Yeah, I think it's important for people to understand, especially, you know, fans and people listening right now, that, you know, there is going to be natural emotions, especially at the time when, you know, there's no certainty. And, you know, a, a lot of our players, pretty much all our players are faced with, you know, life decision of how to take care of the family and for people to say, well, the CFL players have to have patience, you know, you gotta understand that right now everybody is getting paid except for the players. So I think that's a little insensitive because as yeah. I'm sure you know, there's gonna be players that have to make decisions um, you know, right now about whether they can keep waiting to have a twenty twenty season or maybe they have to move on to take care of the family. So Absolutely. Um, you know, that's not an easy thing. And I think more so there's a culture of, of, of lack of communication and you know what i like randy personally and and it goes past randy because i was a player during jeffrey George and um kohan as well as when they were commissioners and it's a culture the cfl has that doesn't include the players in, in a meaningful partnership and we have to do a bit a better job of bridging that gap and i feel like you know everything has been kind of a perfect storm where guys are you know frustrating i think the cfl has to change its approach on how they communicate and uh deal with the players as the number one stakeholders right and you know we know the sacrifices the players have made for this game and um certainly our players feel like we we want to be treated uh fairly and that's all we've been asking for this whole time is communicating with us on a regular basis so we can make you know the best informed decision you know uh, during this tough time. And we're not saying the CFL will have all the answers. We, we, we certainly know they won't, but there's a way to work through it. And what we've been frustrated with is a lack of engagement, meaningful engagement. You know, when the CFL is having a uh, return to um, the hub city models, we've had one meeting with them in terms of what the hub city model might look like. And that was, mm-hmm. I believe, last Monday with, with you know, Brian uh, with Brian Rams, our executive director, we're saying this. You guys are working. We're sure you guys are working. We want to be involved. We want to be able to let our players know, um, because, like I said, they have you know they have families, and we have to make decisions based off you know the best information that that, that we have.
0: Yeah, well, well said, Solomon. And I wish you all the best during this, uh, these negotiations. And um, I think we want all sides to come to an agreement. We want all sides to, to find a way to play if it's possible. But I think all sides want to find a way to make sure that this league is going to be viable for next year, five years, 10 years, 50 years down the road. So appreciate the work you're doing. Uh, Great job, Solomon. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk again here on Inside Sports. Thank you.
1: Uh, no worries. Thanks for having me. And to all the fans out there, we want to just thank you guys for your continued support and patience. Uh, we know it's definitely not an easy time, but, you know, I think you said it, Dave, you know, we're trying to make sure that this league is, you know, not just survives, but thrives because we, you know, I believe it's, you know, the greatest game, you know, in the uh, in the world. It's done a lot for me and my family, and I know it's done a lot for, um, you know, our players as well.
0: Take care of Solomon. Thank you. Stay safe, okay? Thanks, Dave.
1: Thanks for having me. Bye.
0: That is Solomon Elomimian. He is the middle linebacker for the Saskatchewan Roughriders and the president of the CFL Players Association. Station with Solomon Elomimian, who uh, should have been suiting up tonight for Saskatchewan Roughriders against the Montreal Alouettes. We're uh, supposed to be in week two of the CFL season. We're going to have to stop doing this. I'm going to have to stop just referring that this was supposed to be. Just get over it. Hopefully, they're going to play in September some way, somehow. Well, she loves golf. She loves sports. She's a heck of a on-air personality for Global Sports Edmonton, and she is the daughter of the legendary Rod Phillips. Quinn Phillips from Global Sports will join us next on Inside Sports. Campbell for Reed Wilkins tonight, Reed back on Monday when we go back to our traditional 605 spot, six to eight back to two hours. So that's really cool. Of course, we're in a COVID-19 pandemic. So I will say uh, that's the plan because you never know how things can change. And wow, did things change in a, well, oh, they change, but man, this was a kind of a gut punch kind of a day when it comes to sports and, and COVID-19. We've had several Gut punches as well. Uh, RBC Heritage, there's a Canadian that's in the mix. Uh, Webb Simpson with the lead at 12 under par. And Corey Connors uh, is 11 under, tied with Bryson DeChambeau and his big guns, uh, the 11 under par. So that's what's happening there. Except the uh, downside, Nick Watney tests positive for... Covid nineteen, so now the contact tracing has to be done. Uh, His foursome or his uh, group with Vaughn Taylor, Luke List, they have to be uh, tested now. Caddies anywhere he, everywhere Watney went, uh, driving range, putting green, wherever it was, Um, he's got to be tested. Not a not a good day. Well, uh, you know, for uh, like I keep saying, I I don't want to keep referencing that things are should be happening and not happening. But this is reality, that if we had a CFL season, I would see this person a lot more than I have lately, which I haven't seen this particular individual till probably, I don't know, last time was what, November? Uh, Good friend and one of my favorite people around in the business, it's, it's Quinn Phillips from Global Sports. Quinn, how you doing, my friend?
2: Oh, what kind words thank you Dave uh, I am good. I honestly <laughs> just got off the golf course and literally just sprinted to my car to plug my phone in so I have enough juice to get through this.
0: Oh, very good well <laughs> I'm glad that you took enough care to do that to to sprint a good thing you're in shape so that that is awesome uh, uh, how's the golf game going uh by the way and I know you've been out a lot because I followed you I follow you on Instagram and uh you're always uh uh on instagram stories uh showing us your 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 time on the golf course
2: um my back time was very good um i yeah i i've been golfing a lot but unfortunately i'm not really getting a lot better
0: (laughs) isn't that the story of a lot of golfers sadly pardon isn't that the story of a lot of golfers sadly
2: (laughs) oh yeah that's exactly it but it's it's so funny like i had the the back nine of my life today so that's exciting that's a really
0: good that score. is very exciting yeah i
2: shot a 40 yeah so. for sure uh yeah. tell me
0: what it's been like uh back on the course is what it's been about six weeks seven weeks now since uh since the province uh alberta alberta health has allowed golf to come back and obviously there's different rules and i know reed reed has told me a few things uh about uh, his experience but you've been out on the course a lot uh, is is it a lot different
2: you know what to be honest no it's not the people are just so used to to being a part on the golf course right and i mean in a perfect world we would all hit it to the same place and and that would be in the middle of the fairway and then we would hit it into the middle of the green but that's not the reality so you really do keep your space i'm also a walker so that's really helps you keep your space from people because you're not hopping in a cart with, with somebody else. So, but I mean, golf courses has have been really good. Like they're giving everybody their own carts. Um, You feel safe out there. You're getting fresh air. You're getting out. Like, I mean, today it was just a scorcher out there. It was beautiful. So it's,
0: it's,
2: it's really good for the mental health. I will say that. And I know people have been kind of preaching that before and non-golfers don't really get it, but it's, uh, it's, it's, It's a game changer in terms of the mental health, and it just kind of brings some normalcy back to your life after all that we've been through.
0: Yeah, there's no question about it, Quinn. And uh, I mean, t- today is kind of a reminder of the reality we live in, with uh, with the the positive test that shut down the, the the Lightning facility in Tampa, and 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 the uh, Blue Jays facility in Florida, and the Phillies facility in Florida. And now there's you know uh, reports that Austin Matthews may have tested positive for the virus. The Leafs won't say anything. the The NHL is saying eleven. Uh, positive cases out of 200 plus tests since phase two started in June 6th. And, oh, look at that, NBA, MLS, WNBA, they want to start their leagues in Florida and MLB can't get it figured out. Um, it's, uh, man, today was, like, I almost felt like today, and this week has been bad too because of, and you are very passionate about university sports like Reed and I are because we do a lot of it on on this on this show and you and kevin and john do a lot of a lot of university sports on on global sports um it's just been kind of a reminder of just of the reality we're in it's it's been kind of brutal uh
2: yeah it's it has been really brutal and i mean (laughs) i've also been on holidays this week so that is certainly taken away from the holidays because it's really hard not to start thinking about what if we don't have sports until well into 2021, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's just, it's, I I hate to say that, but it's kind of starting to feel that way just because I don't know how you don't get guys that will get sick or test positive for this because it's its just everywhere. And especially in the U.S., I mean, Canada, as we all know, has done like a much better job. Um, But you've got a lot of like you know, like they're talking about doing this in the U S like anything. And, and, you know, people are very contagious down there and it, and it's, you can go to the grocery store and be worried about it. Whereas here, I feel like you, you go to the grocery store and I still wash down my groceries, but I'm, I'm not as afraid of it as I would be if I were somewhere where, you know, there was thousands upon thousands of positive tests, but Mm -hmm. um, no, this week, this week has been tough because I mean, U of A, like you said, is such a huge part of our coverage and such a huge part of local sports and something that we really like to bring to people because nobody else does it. Right. It's 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 us in the local scene and it doesn't get national attention mm-hmm. until nationals. Right. Um, and and that's now gone. And I absolutely love doing those sports because I love those student athletes. And I just I, my heart is broken for them
0: yeah no for sure it's uh it's a tough reality those kids are uh you know they work very hard and they're very dedicated the coaches are very dedicated and uh, you know we had ian reed on earlier the athletic director and said if we don't do this now we're we might threaten the program but you just hate to see it and you know going back to just like what you were saying earlier about uh the, the, the the virus spreading and just making sure athletes are safe and the general public is safe i mean I want to get excited about an an NHL restart. I want to get excited about possibly the CFL playing. I want to get excited about other sports coming back, but it's just, and and people said to me today all over on Twitter, uh, a lot of people on Twitter saying, well, they're going to be in a bubble. I go, I understand that, but I think it's the point of, it's from now until they get into the bubble. That makes me nervous right now.
2: Well, and just, I I mean, and, and, You know like yeah they'll be in a bubble but that said they're human beings and you're asking a lot of these athletes to stay in that bubble completely you know and so it it just takes one breach of that bubble and you don't know what's going to happen even once they're playing right so Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you're asking so much of players right now and i just i just i just don't know how that's going to go if if we even get there and and again like it just you know this this feels like two steps backwards like we were taking one step forward and and this definitely feels like two steps backwards now this week
0: yeah for sure it does as quinn phillips joins us from global sports here on 630 jed inside sports i had the pleasure quinn of working with a, a fellow by the name of rod phillips from uh 1995 to 2003 i uh, produced Never a lot of order of games them. from the. From- Never heard of him, eh? <laughs> uh, you know what? Like, there's there's three people that have been most influential in my career. Uh, I would say Morley Scott has been one. Brian Hall's been another one. And yes, he is your dad, Rod Phillips. Uh, that's just me from you know, just a guy that that you know has known that new rod for uh and worked with him for a while um i know about rod the broadcaster i know about rod the you know the 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 play-by-play voice but i and you know that you know that side of your dad as well but tell me about rod phillips the dad what what is he like as as your father uh what comes to mind is that we're just two days away from father's day
2: Oh, man, where do I even start? Well, my favorite thing is people always ask, like, does he do the play-by-play of dinner, like, you know, passing the peas and stuff like that? No, he never did that. Um... My dad, uh, he is such, and I'm. I I hope that you've seen this, and I'm sure you have, because he he's he's such a kind person. He's a real teddy bear, um, like a real sensitive soul. Everybody saw that when he did Wayne Gretzky's retirement, and he started crying. Mm -hmm. Um, He a a, a great dad, a great athlete. always up for a good time always up for a laugh uh really influenced my humor like i thought he was one of the funniest people i've ever met growing up um but then also i mean the the real side and he's he's just gonna kick my butt for this but (laughs) he's a worrier (laughs) i remember there was one time i came home way after curfew and I wasn't even doing anything wrong. I was at a friend's house watching a movie. There was about 10 of us, but I left my cell phone in the car so he couldn't get a hold of me. And I got home at about 3 in the morning, and he was just standing in the doorway. And he just looked at me and said, we'll talk in the morning, which is just the most harrowing thing as a a, as a a daughter to hear that from your dad and my mom said that he was he was out you know pacing the sidewalk just waiting for my car to drive up and that breaks my heart I felt so bad but um you know so that that is one sign of him that people probably didn't see but he's also the, the patient man who you know taught me how to throw taught me how to catch would run down the street when I would miss the throw and and throw it way over his head and he'd go get the ball and um yeah those are some of my memories of him and and spending a lot of time at the rink with him too i loved doing that so
0: yeah for sure and you know one other question i want to ask you is um is how you dealt with the, the with the job because i you know when i started doing the games from the station you know and i would hear on on the talk back during a, a commercial break and Rod and Morley would talk about, well, I miss this of my kids, I miss that of my kids, um, but at the same time, I mean, the, those two are are tremendous parents, a uh, tremendous father, you know, dads. They are they 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 are as dedicated. Uh, it it just you know they you can tell just how much they love their kids just by by hearing the the the, the banter there. But you know, how how did you deal with the uh, the fact that he was gone a lot, and how did? he deal with the fact that he was gone a lot and to make make sure that you know you and 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 your brother devin and and your mom were always felt like you were you were thought of and cared for
2: yeah um you know as i will be honest like as a kid that's you just grow up with that, right? So you don't know any differently. Like it was normal because my birthday is in the at the end of September. So that mm-hmm. it was always in the preseason. And so he was always either working or on the road. But it was just it was normal for my dad not to be there. And I mean, I know I can speak for my brother too. We loved the fact that our dad did what he did. Um, So there was never any resentment about it, right? Because it was just so cool that Rod Phillips was your dad. And, you know, like he would take a limo to the the airport to to fly out with the team and he would drop us off in the limo. Like he, he would do the little special things like that to certainly make us feel like You know that was the coolest thing in the world um he called all the time you know spend a lot of time on the phone with him he would check in to see how things were going and then i mean you always have the summers right and and so he would make sure like we would we would go on wonderful family vacations in the summer and spend a lot of time together um but i know i always assured gene principe and and guys like that that it's i promise you your kids are just used to it as hard as it is for you your kids don't know any differently so don't worry about them because you know like they just probably enjoy watching you do what you do because it's a very cool job
0: quinn i really appreciate you sharing those thoughts on 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 your dad uh it was great to have you on the show Uh, i love talking to you i miss talking talking to you down at the uh, football uh, commonwealth and uh, i hope we can do it at some point soon but uh, i think we're gonna have to wait this out for a while but uh, you take care of yourself you stay safe uh, same with you and uh, your family as well stay healthy and safe and uh, enjoy sunday uh, enjoy father's day as you honor rod
2: yes i've got him a great gift and he's i'm working so he has to make me dinner so it's perfect
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice nice
2: take care yeah. my friend okay okay thanks dave
0: that is uh, Quinn Phillips from Global Sports calling in from a uh, one of our many golf courses in Edmonton. She golfs a lot and uh, does great work on global sports. Appreciate Quinn coming on the show tonight. Back in a moment. You can text in at 780-496-0063. Don has done so. It is clear to me that the NHL should just call it quits for the season. More cases in Edmonton. Six uh, players on the Florida team on the ice. Three positive plus a trainer. Uh, Matthew's positive. The U.S. on the increase. Do what uh, What do we do with these players coming into Canada? What happens if one or more teams have five or six players test positive do we disqualify those teams and continue on don i think it's a concern that uh, and thank you very much for texting in i think it's a concern that everyone has Um, you have uh, a lot more players coming into a hub and that's why it's going to take a while i think for the nhl even though they're closing in on a decision on one of the two hub cities and i I do believe there'll be one uh, hub city in canada and we all hope it's edmonton there could be two i don't know i mean the caseloads in canada are a lot different than some areas of the U S but there's are some areas of the U S that are doing better than others. But uh, it's just getting everyone into the bubble and making sure that you don't have a lot of cases while you go into the bubble. Cause I think once you're secured in the bubble and your cases are, you know, I would say almost zero, if not zero, then if you have a bubble that's tight enough, you should be okay. But that's the question is to me, it's just, how do you get them in? But to me, the, the NHL is, is, is very hell bent on finishing the season. And same with the NBA, same with other sports, because there's a lot of money riding on it for both the uh league and the players. And even with players who don't want to play, there's still, you know, a lot of money at stake where it's probably stands to reason why they why they should play, even though uh the uh the health side of things are a little bit tough to to watch right now. But the NHL has said that eleven players have tested positive over uh, with over 200 tests done since Phase Two has started back on June 6. Austin Matthews rumored to be one of them, and that he's uh, self-isolating at his home in Arizona. You had the Lightning who had five employees today test positive. Rumors are three players were among those five. They have shut their facilities down. Jay's had a player test positive. Their facility in Dunedin. Shut down. Phillies had five players, three staff members test positive. Their facilities are shut down. In fact, Major League Baseball is considering shutting it all down right now as far as facilities go and just re sanitizing, re cleaning, make sure all the ducks are in a row and then reopening. Uh, Of course, they can't decide if they want to play. And then Nick Watney tests positive and has to leave the PGA Northern um if after a positive test today so it's been a little while today for sure and uh, by the way back in the nhl canada approving the uh, cohort quarantine plan if uh, one of the three canadian cities are picked edmonton vancouver toronto to be a hub city that uh, the 14-day quarantine would be waived and there there would be a cohort quarantine so that's a big hurdle well, uh, Kellen Kennedy, it's been, uh, what, about uh, 10 weeks, I'd say, that we've been in a one-hour format. Yes. And we're going back to two hours on Monday, which will be exciting. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm psyched. I'm jacked for it. Yeah, it's been good and I mean obviously we know why uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic and we've had global news at 6 uh, the, for the last 10 weeks uh, from 6 to 7 and then a one-hour show of Inside Sports and, mm-hmm. and we're in a pandemic and who knows what will happen but we definitely hope that we can uh, you know, go as long as we can as a two-hour format. So, uh, hey, the uh, regular tour director is back on, uh, on Monday. The warden's back the, uh, the, 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 the uh, starting goaltender, the starting quarterback. The starter is back. The backup has to give it back to the starter now, Kellan.
1: That's the way it is in sports. There's always a starter. And you, you're either the starter or the backup. That's it.
0: There you go. It was nice to chat with you all week, my friend. And I know uh, I'm doing sports on the afternoon news all next week. So we're going to chat again some more. Yeah, that's Oscar what I hear for here.
1: sure. It's going to be looking forward to it. You'll be jumping in with Jay Lynn and everybody here. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Next week going to be good. But, yeah, two two hours next week. Oh, oh, sign me up.
0: You betcha. Wilkie's back. Have a great Father's Day, everyone. Time for me to go upstairs. Tuck the kids in the bed, kiss them goodnight. Enjoy your weekend again. Happy Father's Day.
1: Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.